She was wearing sneakers, no socks, jeans, and a T-shirt with a picture of Jesus Hitler that said, For a nickel I will. Hello, said Ruth. Do I know you? Your stuff. She shifted the sacks in her arms as if she were about to drop them. Where's Judd? He usually delivers for me. Come on, lady. Not arguing with no door, she kicked at it. How does nukes out here? I don't know who you are. See these sacks? Costing you twenty-one fifty-three. Please show me your ID. Lady! She plunked the sacks down on the porch, brushed sweat from her face, pulled a card from her pocket, and thrust it toward the eye in the door. The home brain scanned and verified it, but it did not belong to her. That's Judd's card. He busy, you know, so he must give it to me. One of the sacks fell over. The girl nudged a box of dishwasher soap with her sneaker. You want this or not? She knelt, reached into the sack, and tossed a bag of onion bagels, a bottle of liquid pep, a frozen whitefish, two rolls of toilet paper, and a bunch of carrots into a pile on the middle of the porch. Stop that! Ruth imagined the neighbors were watching her groceries being abused. Wait there! The girl waggled a package of daffy toes at the eye. Give me cookie for my tip? Ruth hesitated before she pressed her thumb against the print reader built into the steel door. What was the point in having these security systems if she was going to open up for strangers? That was exactly the way people like her got hurt. But it was Ruth's order, and the girl looked too frail to be any trouble. She smelled of incense. A suspicion of sweet, ropey smoke clung to her clothes and hair. Ruth was tempted to ask what it was, but realized that she probably did not want to know. The latest in teen depravity, no doubt. The smell reminded her of when she was in college back in the 60s, and she used to burn incense to cover the stink of pot. Skinny black cylinders of charcoal that smeared her fingers and smelled like a Christmas tree on fire. Ruth followed the girl into the kitchen, trying to remember the last time she had smoked pot. The girl set the bags out on the counter and then sighed with pleasure. Ah, been wanting all day to get into some A.C. She surveyed the kitchen as if she were hoping for an invitation to dinner. Name's Chaz. She waited in vain for Ruth to introduce herself. So, want me to unpack? No. Ruth took her wallet out of her purse. Lots of them ask me to. They too old or too lazy. Hey, real costin' wine. She'd pulled a meduck from the rack mounted under the china cabinet and ran her finger along the stubby shoulder. In glass bottles! You rich or what? Ruth held out her cash card, but Chaz ignored it. Bet you think I lie. You afraid I come here to do your bones? She hefted the bottle of Bordeaux by the neck like a club. Alarmed, Ruth clutched at her chest and squeezed the security pager that hung on a silver chain under her blouse. Put that down. The eye on the kitchen ceiling started broadcasting live to the private cops she subscribed to. Last time they had taken twenty minutes to come. Don't worry. Chaz grinned. I deliver plenty stuff before, in Portsmouth. Then we got moved to Durham. Nice town you got here. She set the bottle back on the counter. 
But you can't hear nothing I say, right? You scared, cause kids hate you. But I ain't breaking your head, am I? Not today, anyway. Just want to earn my nickel, lady. I'm trying to pay you. Ruth pushed the card at her. She took it. Place full of cost and stuff like this? She shook her head in wonder at Ruth's wealth. You lucky, you know. She rubbed the card against the port of Judd Gazzara's Shop and Save ID to deduct $21.53. Yeah, this is great compared to dorms. You ever see dorms inside? No. You oughta. Compared to dorms, this is heaven. Chaz handed the card back. No, better than heaven, because you can buy this, but you must die to get heaven. Give me my cookie, she said. Take it and leave. Chaz paused.